Did you know the gut is considered the second brain? And you might be dealing with anxiety, depression, mental health things, and running around from doctor to doctor trying to figure out how to improve that part of your health. And maybe you're looking in the wrong brain. Maybe the problem is actually in your gut. I'm Dr. Ryan Hetland. Welcome to the podcast. And today we are going to get into the gut and the brain connection and further dive into functional medicine labs that evaluate gut health and evaluate other elements of your health that can really transform your life and get your health back. So my favorite comment from the last episode where we were talking about your health and the new year and different ideas of ways you can improve, we got a comment on the YouTube. It says, I've improved as someone who will never improve. I can't tell which direction to take that, but I thought if he's content with that, then great, you know, keep on keeping on. But as far as improving your health, if that's something you're interested in, then I'm glad you're here because that's all we talk about is ways we can improve our health and give you guidance on that. I'm going to dive into one of the most popular functional medicine labs that's gaining traction. You've probably heard of it, and it's food sensitivities. So... There are a number of different labs out there that you can look into. I don't remember all the names, but it's, it's even popular on Instagram, and you'll probably see it through there. But the one we use is from Diagnostic Solutions. It's called the IgG Food Explorer. And this tests almost 300 different foods that your body could be reacting to. What do I mean by that? When you have a food-sensitive reaction in your body, it triggers an IgG immune response, and that's what the test is testing. So two th major things happen when this occurs in your body. Immune system, your immune system gets activated in a negative way, and your body creates more inflammation. So every time you eat a certain food, that your body is sensitive to, it's going to trigger increase in immune system support in a negative way, and it's going to trigger inflammation in your body. Now, that might not be a big deal every once in a while, but if you're doing it every single day unknowingly, that is going to have a snowball effect on your health, and it can lead to a lot of other very negative, drastic things. Things like leaky gut, um, even autoimmune disorders. These, these constant negative triggers are going to result. So I'm going to show, if you're on YouTube, you can see this, what I'm showing you. But if you're on the podcast, you won't be able to see this. Check out the YouTube if you want to see these labs and like the, the results. I just have a sample here of a food sensitivity. And it's going to test the milk and eggs, the meat, fish and seafood, cereals and seeds, nuts, legumes, fruits, vegetables, spices, mushrooms, novel foods, coffee and tea and others. And it will rank this in a low level um, reaction, an intermediate level reaction, which uh, I don't know if you'll be able to see this, but it, it's yellow and then the severe reactions that are highly elevated IgG levels are going to be red. And what this will do is it will give you a summary 
of all the different foods and if your body's reacting to it. So if you have not a lot of food sensitivities and very mild reactions, then it probably means that your gut is very healthy and it will, it will help you know to avoid certain things. But a lot of times when we run a food sensitivity test, if you have anxiety and depression, ADHD, um, gut issues, chronic constipation, chronic diarrhea, stomach pain, even bloating, acid reflux, all, all the gut, common gut symptoms, we, when we run a food sensitivity test, we will oftentimes see dozens and dozens of highly sensitive foods. And foods you might not really expect. So you might be highly sensitive to a health food like garlic. And so what does that mean? Every time you eat garlic, you're triggering a reaction, an immune reaction and an inflammatory reaction. And so this can be really helpful for you to see what you're sensitive to and start to try and get a pulse of, is this contributing to my health issues? So when we look at the gut and the gut health and certain things you can do, certain levers, I like to say, where you can make a change, this would be a tremendous one for pretty much everyone to start with. Start with a food sensitivity test if you've never had one. See if, if your body's reacting to certain foods. Because there's one thing I'll tell you, there is not one single food that is healthy for everybody on this planet. You could take something like garlic, which is considered a healthy food, but if your body reacts negatively with an IgG response, then that food is not healthy for you to keep consuming over and over again. And there may be some root things that we can do to heal your gut and heal your body so it doesn't react negatively to that food, but you definitely have to go in deeper and try to heal your gut in a different way. We might go into uh, a GI map test. It's a stool test. It's a comprehensive gut test. I will go over that one. There's also a comprehensive hormone test that can really tie things together for us as well if we're evaluating your gut and we're evaluating your overall health and how it might be contributing to your gut symptoms or your brain symptoms. Again, we're talking about anxiety, depression, cognitive decline, ADD, ADHD type of symptoms. So in, in the world where we're talking about those symptoms, there's kind of two approaches, two ways doctors look at this. One way might be to look at the brain if you're struggling with anxiety and depression. Um, there's a new Netflix documentary on Xanax, which I encourage you to to uh, watch. It's fascinating. Um, they talk about the pros and cons of it, talk about how, how that affects the body, how long you should take that. It's interesting if you're on Xanax, you're on some sort of anti-anxiety pill, check that out. It's, it's definitely worth looking at. And there's some amazing benefits to these prescription drugs that can really help people. And it talks about that in there. But there's also some really uh, unfortunate side effects with those things. And the question that I have is, are you really getting to the root cause? And maybe you are, maybe you aren't. But a lot of times we want to look at the gut when we have brain issues because they're so connected. I wrote a blog article about if your gut is on fire, then your brain's on fire because 
if you have a high amount of inflammation in your gut, it's going to translate into a high amount of inflammation in your brain. So it's absolutely critical to look at it from a different lens than just going from doctor to doctor for a, a diagnosis and prescription medications to try and solve the symptom. There's another way to look at this and another place to look, and that's through the functional medicine lens where you do different labs that are looking in different places. And that's why in the beginning I asked you a question, can you really love your health if you're looking in the wrong place? So obviously you're going to have a better quality of life if you look in the right places and you do the right things that can actually make a significant change and difference in your mental health and your gut health. So I know that's whatever, I, I believe that's what everyone wants is to feel better, have more vitality and get, get to root causes of your health. And that's what we're trying to do here today is just explain some functional medicine type labs, how they're useful and when you might want to consider getting them. The first one we dove into here was the food sensitivity. By far, I think this is the number one test pretty much everyone on the planet would benefit from because we all eat. So we just want to make sure the foods we're eating are actually healthy for us. And I hope that makes sense. So if you're eating foods that are triggering inflammation and immune responses, and you're doing it over and over every single day of your life, it's going to have that snowball effect, like I said, to, to creating more and more worsening conditions. There is a book by Dr. Josh Axe called Eat Dirt, and he goes into soil-based organisms and the um, almost epidemic of the leaky gut syndrome that they're more and more finding out. And I'll take a minute to explain leaky gut in a simple term. It's where the gut lining of your small intestine, large intestine primarily is leaking stuff out of your gut into your blood that shouldn't be there. If you think of like a really tight lining, a really tight netting that only allows certain small particles to go out of it, and those that netting gets looser and looser, it's going to let more bigger organisms out that aren't meant to be out, and where are they going to go? They're going to go into the tissues, they're going to go into your bloodstream, and when they get there, they're going to circulate through your entire body and can end up in your brain. This is how the gut inflammation and gut particles can highly influence your brain and how that brain is functioning as well. So leaky gut is a huge issue. There's a book called Eat Dirt by Dr. Axe, a great book of kind of the, the basics. You can, of course, Google um, leaky gut issues. Food sensitivities can lead to leaky gut, can trigger gut issues in that way. It can also trigger inflammation in the gut like we've talked about, but it can highly influence the bacteria in your gut, and it can influence viruses, parasites, um, H. pylori, more common than you think. When we look at the GI map, and that is a stool test that we have patients do, where we get a sample of their stool and we test it. And it's looking at, I have a sample right in front of me where it looks at all these things, bacteria, parasites, H. pylori, your normal bacteria. I'll take a pause right here because if you're 
taking a probiotic every single day and you want to know what bacteria is in that probiotic. A lot of the times patients will show me what they're taking and it only has one bacteria with billions of organisms of that same bacteria. And so when we look at a GI map test, it will show us 10 different of the normal bacteria flora and the levels that are supposed to, they're supposed to be the normal healthy levels. If you have bacteria, the normal good guy healthy bacteria that is too low, it's going to, it can trigger issues within your gut. If you have normal good guy bacteria that are too high, that can also be an issue as well. So when we do this GI map test, oftentimes what will result of it is you'll have too high of a bacteria because you've been taking it over and over and over, not diversifying that bacteria. And we'll have others that are too low, but it really helps us give you a specific recommendation on what probiotic or fermented food can you take that's going to be more beneficial to you. So a lot of times I'm telling people to stop taking their probiotic because of their GI map test, because it's actually not helping them. So that's one way we, we use the GI map test. It's going to look at other dysbiotic overgrown bacteria. Dysbiotic, to explain, is just an imbalance of good bacteria and bad bacteria. So it tests all the bad bacteria. If you have too high of all the bad guys in your gut, you're going to, of course, have symptoms eventually. It's going to creep in. Like I said, most common is going to be diarrhea, constipation, stomach pain, bloating, potentially acid reflux, and all the other hosts. Now, if the gut gets bad enough, you're going to have skin issues as well. It's going to show up in other areas of your body. You're going to have mental health issues. You're going to lead to more and more issues. It also covers fungi and yeast. I already talked about viruses. Parasites. There's several parasites to look at. Worms are on here. That's one that, you know, unfortunately people do have issues with. I took the GI map test and I was thankful I didn't have a worm in my gut, but sometimes we look at that. The other key markers are going to be uh, steatocrit, elastase, these are just digestion markers, and immune response markers. And a, a key one that I really love to see and look at is this thing called calprotectin. And calprotectin is the marker that shows us how much inflammation you have in your gut, which is a real critical piece. So the, the GI map is our comprehensive test to evaluate the health of your gut. And like we've mentioned, the health of your gut highly influences the health of your brain, the inflammation in there, the overall uh, bacterial balance, and if there's opportunistic bacteria, um, parasites, we have to get to the root cause of those. All right, the next test I want to dive into here, the, the two easiest tests that really could make a huge difference with, uh, with your health and your life is one you've heard of, you've had to have heard of, is vitamin D. Vitamin D levels in your body. Most people know that to affect your immune system. Of course, you get vitamin D from the sun when your arms and legs are you know, getting exposed to sun. 
ideally 15, 20 minutes at a time before you throw on any sort of sunscreen, uh, hopefully non-toxic sunscreen. But the, the point is that you want to get vitamin D in your body. Uh, if you think of yourself like a plant, a plant needs good soil, it needs good sunlight, and it needs good healthy water to thrive in its environment. And we are no different. We need vitamin D, and uh, doctors will refer to a vitamin D as a hormone because of how your body reacts with this vitamin. This vitamin is highly influential for your bone health and your immune system to thrive. And there's a list of dozens and dozens of things that it influences, but it can highly affect your mood, it can affect your brain health, and it can affect um, just how you feel, your energy levels. A lot of people with seasonal affective disorder, which is a mental health thing, especially in the northern climates where you don't get out in the sun, we here in Minnesota have winter, you get depressed feeling in these sort of seasons. So one thing that we've understood through research is that if your vitamin D level is not in a healthy range, it can affect your mood in such a way to even go as far as a seasonal affective disorder. So what is the appropriate range? Somewhere between 60 and 80 uh, nanograms per milliliter when we do the blood test. This is a finger prick test that is very simple to do. You can do it at your home. It will tell you what your nanogram per milliliter level of D is in your body. And say, for example, on this report, it shows this person has a 38. Now, in the medical range, that might be the desirable 30 to 50. But in the functional medicine range, the level you really want to be above is 70. That's going to really highly influence your mood and your cogn cognition, your bone density, your immune system. So... This particular kit is a small little kit we send people home with. Looks like this. If you're on YouTube, you can see this. You, you prick your finger, a few drops on a sample, send it in. We get your results within a week or so. The same is true with this test. It's your omega-3 test level. This omega-3 is another level that you really want to make sure is in balance. Omega-3 is your essential fatty acids, and they are essential for your health. So this test is going to look at your omega-3 index, your desirable range of omega-3. It's also going to look at your omega-3 and omega-6 ratio. Now, what is that? Omega-3s you could look at in general as the um, healthy omegas, the healthy essential fatty acids. And omega-6 are, are not necessarily bad on their own, but when they get out of range, kind of like high cholesterol, you have good cholesterol, and you know LDL and HDL, which is the bad cholesterol. It's not actually bad. It's just bad if it's out of range, out of balance. Same with omegas. Your omega-3 and omega-6 ratio should be closer to a 3 to 1 ratio most often we will see that ratio up over six, double what it should be. And 
that may come from your diet and eating out a lot, di different seed oils that are used when you go out to eat. And this gives us a pulse of where that's at, and it gives us a pulse of where your omega-3s are at, and it also tests trans fats, which we don't, I'm not going to go into all the depth of each one of these by themselves. Just want to point out that when, when we test vitamin D blood levels, omega-3 blood levels, and we test your food sensitivities, I would say those three are your top three tests to consider when just trying to make sure you're healthy and you're you're getting the essential things you need. How are you eating? Is it triggering inflammation or immune system responses? And is my omega-3 essential fatty acids in balance? And is my vitamin D optimal in range? If someone's not feeling the best, they lack energy, their moods, and they come to me and say, what can I do to feel better? What are the the simplest, most affordable things I can do, it's going to be these three tests right here. The food sensitivity, the vitamin D, and the omega-3 tests. And they're really affordable uh, kits. I think the, the food sensitivity is $275, the D is 60, and the omega-3 is 80. These, so between the, the three of them, they don't actually add up to be too much. Now, the, the GI map test, the comprehensive gut test, that is, um, I believe it's $600 to get that tested. And then we also have the Dutch test, which is a hormone test that I, I, I probably should do on another podcast where I go over the Dutch test because hormones are a whole nother animal that, that you know takes a lot to go into. And I would love to do that. So if you're watching on YouTube and you want me to do a podcast about hormones and the Dutch test, comprehensive test, drop a comment that that's what you'd like. If I get enough of that, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do it. And if you're on the podcast and can somehow comment, uh, feel free to do that. But as far as the gut is concerned, if you have mental health challenges, anxiety, depression, ADD, ADHD, cognitive decline, and you have not had your gut tested at all, the best test, in my opinion, is the GI map test. It gives us all the information we need to see how healthy your gut is, where are there deficiencies, where are there issues that we can target to restore the health of your gut lower inflammation in it, and lower triggers like food sensitivities and your lifestyle and diet that are affecting this from healing. Because if you can heal your gut and improve the health of your gut, you will improve your mental health in some way. It is definitely possible for your anxiety to lessen, your depression to improve for your ADHD and your focus to improve and your memory to improve. If you focus on your gut and you improve that, the brain will follow.
Hey, thanks so much for watching the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Leave us a like, drop us a comment, and let us know if you like the show.